Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Lin Ling Wang is the author of Natural Beauty, a novel. She is a writer and violinist, and plays with several ensembles, including the Music Kitchen, Washington Heights Chamber Orchestra, Urban Playground Chamber Orchestra, Shattered Glass, and Experiential Orchestra, with whom she won a Grammy Award in 2021. Natural Beauty is her first novel. Welcome, Ling Ling. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Natural Beauty, a novel. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Okay, tell listeners what your book is about. Okay, Uh, Natural Beauty is about a really talented pianist who, you know, she's at a conservatory. She's probably the most skilled and imaginative player there. But then because of a family tragedy, she ends up having to give up this really promising career. And she's washing dishes. She's doing whatever odd jobs she can find in New York City where the novel's set. And then this stranger comes in and kind of offers her this amazing, lucrative job at a high-end wellness and beauty store called Holistic. Um, She decides to give it a try and yeah, she just kind of drinks the Kool-Aid really hard. It's a stunning place. It's full of products and pills and procedures that promise um, to make you your best self. 
Um, So she starts to do all of the things, but things are not as they seem. And as you keep reading, there's such bizarre side effects that are happening. People are kind of gaslighting her into what she's seeing and feeling. And yeah, it just kind of snowballs from there into uh, kind of a wild story. (laughs) (laughs) So where where did this come from? I know you have a violin background yourself, right? Yeah. So let's just talk first about the music piece of it and what it felt like even to be writing about a musician with dashed dreams when you're like a successful musician in addition to an author. Oh, well, I mean, I know that I'm successful in a lot of ways as a violinist, but you know, the dream growing up was always to be a prodigy. And so I did actually go to conservatory when I was 15, but that's actually just too late to to be a soloist. And so I've always been in this career where you're not young enough, you're not good enough. And then it's difficult because as a violinist, there aren't too many career paths. You know, you can be an orchestral musician, you can be in a quartet, or you can be a soloist. And that feels like basically it. So I could never figure out what I wanted to do, but I spent so much time and money pursuing this thing. And it's not unlike the beauty industry and and people who spend so much time and money trying to succeed. And so I saw a lot of similarities between these two spaces that prioritize aesthetics. And also you can just take it as far as you want to. So I wanted to write about my love of music and how at the end of the day, no matter, you know, if it doesn't give me the money or the fame or the platform that I wanted, it's still amazing to do it for me. And that's a real gift in my life is that I can just play for myself anywhere. And it's also, that was a big part of it. Just getting to write about music really made me fall in love with playing it again. So that's kind of the music part of the book. It's so crazy how, because of the form of this storytelling venue because it's a book you can't actually hear any of the music and yet it's so important to the book it's like anyway yeah it'll be great when you can have a movie with a soundtrack (laughs) or like maybe I don't know what the audiobook is like is there music throughout maybe maybe they solved that problem with the audio I have no idea but I hope so you should do the music do whatever you do and put it as the backdrop for the audiobook let's just end the podcast right here I gotta call the team right (laughs) But I mean, I love that idea. It'd be fun. It would make it also like just more immersive and all that. Anyway, so music. Well, that's, I I also am responding to the fact that you could feel like a failure when you are such a talented musician. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm on the outside. I don't know anything about, aside from piano lessons for kids or, you know, like I'm a lay person when it comes to, well, I learned a lot actually from the violin conspiracy. By, uh, did you read that book? Brendan Slocum? I didn't. I was worried that it would be too triggering. And that's also why my main character is not a violinist. Interesting. Okay. But I think I will, yeah, I think I will have to because I always end up, you know, I just, I want to know what's going on with the violin in the world. So anyway, I don't mean to keep harping on the violin, (laughs) but anyway, just the idea that on the outside, you can feel successful or you can feel not successful, but everybody else could perceive you as a major success. But that's just, now we're just talking about you. But anyway, okay, back to the book. (laughs) So why exactly beauty and what prompted this? Were you like getting a facial one day and you're like, this would be really cool? Well, I've always been really interested in skincare and beauty. And I remember at a certain point in college when I realized that I didn't feel comfortable stepping out of my house 
or like my apartment, I guess, then without eyeliner on. And that kind of just accumulated. There were things that I didn't feel comfortable, you know, if I don't have a full face and I can't go eventually was, was kind of where it ended up. And then it was just, it was so much maintenance and I got sick of it. So I got really interested in natural beauty and skincare as an alternative to beauty, even though it's kind of the same industry. And then I moved to New York to freelance for violin, but I wasn't plugged into the scene. So I got a job at a beauty store and it was a natural and clean beauty store. And I had, you know, I think in the first six months in New York, I moved four or five times. And so some of the time I had like three to four hours of commuting to get to this no. store. Oh my gosh. Or to get to the gigs that I managed to find, which were usually in Jersey or Philly or something. But yeah, I just started thinking about my experiences there. And I drank the Kool-Aid hard, kind of like my main character. But slowly things just started becoming really frustrating and dissatisfying. And, you know, I do fa- <laughs> I feel like a failure with violin a lot of the time because that's just how my industry works in that regard. Like, you just have to keep pushing. And I saw the same thing in the beauty industry. There's no end to how beautiful you can become. You know, like in Korea, people are getting rid of their muscles because they don't want to seem bulky. So you siphon your calf muscles out. There's just no end to the kind of procedures you can get done to improve yourself in both fields. And it just, you know, it became really damaging to think about constantly improving myself and and changing myself. And kind of like the main character, I wasn't thinking about I I didn't think I had anything to lose by gaining beauty, but I wasn't really thinking about whose beauty I was trying to gain. But it certainly isn't one that's kind of in line with my culture and my family. So, you know, growing up in Houston, Texas, all I wanted to do was be blonde and tan. So in a way, don't we all taken (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but it's taken this long to love my my culture and my heritage and all the ways I resemble my family. So it's representative of that journey. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. I know there is something to the blonde hair, blue-eyed Texas, you know, that homecoming queen thing. Yeah. I think like leftover from Sweet Valley High books and all those books growing yeah. up, Barbie and Valley all um, Dynasty, all of yeah, those. Yeah, totally. My sister-in-law like straightened her hair like every day in school and like got a nose job, all these things because people made her feel bad for being Jewish. Like it's just, I know it's not just you know, me or Asians or, you know, who feel this way. So I didn't mean to minimize how you felt at all. Oh, I was just, no, you were connected. I <laughs> I'm just, I want to make sure readers know that even if they're not Asian American or, or something, this is definitely hopefully relatable as well. Well, it's really all about striving, right? Striving and perfectionism and yeah. And sort of self-acceptance really. Because yeah. I feel like so many people struggle with like, okay, well, maybe this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> or like maybe it's, yeah. you know, going to get worse <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. When I was young, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to have twins with blonde hair and blue eyes and they're both going to be named Cindy. 
You do have anyway. twins, though, right? I do have twins. Thank you. Yes, I actually did end up with twins, but um, a boy and a girl. Not definitely not blonde. <laughs> not Cindy's either. Not no, I did not do the no, no, <laughs> no. I but, love that uh, choice, though. <laughs> oh my goodness! Which can you say which beauty place you worked for? Yes, I worked in the West Village at Cap Beauty which is still an existing store, but it, I think it's online. I think it's actually become, um, the space where we worked is now a bookstore, Oh, which is cool. I think it's a three lives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you might read the book and think I had like the absolute worst experience there, but it, it's more of a critique of the industry itself. I actually, I loved all of my coworkers and it was, it was a fun time. <laughs> But definitely wild. I sold a like $400 water filter a few times, which wow. I, yeah, I didn't think I would do. <laughs> this is fun. Wait, so the, what is the water filter supposed to do? Is it supposed to make your skin look better by filtering the water? Like what's the, what's the hook? Um, well, it's a Berkey water filter. I don't know if you've heard of that system. It's like a it's a specific system, but it's also in this um, beautiful ceramic piece. So it's meant to be like an art piece that's functional. Yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Um, but I didn't think people would pay that much for a water filter. And when I sold the first one, I was the only one working in the store. And then I realized, <laughs> I don't even know if we have one in the store. Oh, <laughs> um, no. So- I, I think I was like, but then they were really interested. So I was like running downstairs and like calling my bosses, slacking everyone. Like, do we have one? Where is it? Can I run across the street to the office? Is there one there? It was, yeah. And then I made it a goal to sell more of them. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because 
even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help, and I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. It's too bad you can't like follow your clients around and be like, how was it? You know, I mean, obviously, I guess there's follow up, but (laughs) I'm sure they're enjoying it. (laughs) Is there beauty stuff you learned that everybody should know that like maybe we don't know from working in the store and researching the book and all that? Well, a lot of clean and natural beauty stuff is really unregulated. So especially a lot of the stuff that we're ingesting, mm. you know, you, it's like, you know, you're going into this beautiful gold and rose colored store and everything smells nice, but, you know, and then you get the beautifully packaged thing, but it could just be some dude making it in his basement. Who's like, has figured out the packaging. Um, so that's definitely something to look out for. And I feel like in a lot of wellness circles, it's kind of a good thing not to have FDA approval or, or something. It's like, um, it's become kind of, you know, like unnecessary or even like, we don't want that in a way, or they couldn't understand the vibes that are like going into this thing. It's just something to think about. And another thing is like a lot of upselling. Like if you go to the Japan Mart nearby or something, you can get the exact same product. It's just that it's packaged differently. Like same manufacturer, same everything, packaged differently, which ends up being like twenty to thirty dollars more. So there's just yeah, there's a lot that I learned, which is really that marketing is very important. Yes, also for books. <laughs> also for books. So what was your process like? Like when did you know you were going to write? How did this all come together? So this started as kind of a long notes scroll of observations on these commutes. And I mean, I loved the place. It really felt magical. And it was it was the first time that I wasn't doing a music job. So it just felt really new and kind of bizarre to get along with colleagues who didn't know if I played in tune or not. So like, why would you even like me was kind of the headspace I was in. Um, but it was great. I'd never really had this kind of camaraderie before with my colleagues and yeah, I just love routine. So some of it was just like, I love this stuff. I love how beautiful everything is, but also, you know, everything that happened since I started working there, it was like what, 2016, 2017, like women's bodies are a site of horror in America. So I was you know, working at this gorgeous place while I felt like everything about women's rights was being threatened. And it was this conflation of the two. And then also living in these dingy windowless places and commuting and then being in this stunning place, just, you know, the range that New York City has to offer, depending on how much money you have. Um, So all of these thoughts eventually turned into this. And it was during the pandemic that I, you know, I lost 
like everyone in my industry and a lot of industries, I didn't have any more gigs. So I was like, okay, maybe it's time I do something with this notes scroll. And that's when I kind of organized everything into a book. Wow. Oh my gosh. And then what was the process of like editing and then selling the book? Like you just jumped into this industry with no experience, right? (laughs) And now like, here's the book. Here's the book. It's wild. I cannot (laughs) believe it. I think it, it comes out next month, which I'm like, how? No, I mean, it's so exciting. I mean, no, I didn't mean it. it shouldn't have. Of course, it's great. It's just like, it's hard to win the jackpot of being an, an undiscovered author and then like submitting. So anyway, how did it work for you? Oh, I'm still in shock. So I was querying all the time. I had Googled how to do query letters, but I still didn't really know. So I did my best. And I was just looking at the backs of books of of authors I really love. So I think the agents that I have who are amazing, I didn't find them or I didn't hear back from them for almost eight months. And I had already quit for, I think, four to five months. I was like, I'm doing other stuff. So... I, yeah, I'd quit. I had so many rejections and they, some of them were really kind and some of them were really unkind, but I really felt like, I don't know if this is going to happen for me. And it's become so detrimental to my health, just being stuck in this one little room in New York. So I just need to get a dog and (laughs) not think about it anymore. (laughs) And one day I heard from these agents and they asked for a hundred pages And then I sent them 100 pages. And I think maybe a month or two later, they asked for the whole thing. And then, so that's kind of how it happened. And then we had a phone call. And I just remember walking around New York that day, having landed the agent. And just, it was the first time that I felt like I belonged in the city after years, actually. And I didn't realize how much... I had depended on it or how much my identity had suddenly shifted to hinge on it um, from music. Um, So it was, it was interesting, but, and then we edited it together for maybe a year and we called them cartwheels where I worked on something and then sent it and they sent me the next thing to work on. Oh, that's a pretty image. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's lovely. (laughs) It's like a carefree, fun way of saying like, this is going to be a total pain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And then got the deal, which is, yeah, it's all been a whirlwind. Like this whole last year has been really wonderful. And I don't stop and think enough how grateful I would have been maybe two or three years ago to have this life that I'm having now where I'm on your podcast. And, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to go to your bookstore. Oh, uh, please come. You know, yes, San Francisco, I'm like, I'm close enough. <laughs> like, you are. Should you should do an event yeah. in the store. You should do an event. It would be fun. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, that would yeah. be great. I mean, everything I've seen of it, it looks like the most welcoming community, which makes sense because it's you. Oh, so. well, maybe we could get even like a beauty brand or something. I mean, it's on this strip where there's like every other store is like, do this to your eyelashes and do that to your legs. And you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, what is everybody yeah. doing to their eyelashes? Like, I don't do anything to my uh, eyelashes. <laughs> that's amazing. I have like 20,000 coats of mascara on, I think right now, which is interesting. It's been interesting marketing the book and getting ready for appearances and having photo shoots with the title being natural beauty. 
So, so you have yeah. to make sure your makeup makeup at least looks natural. No, I use um yeah. I get the best stuff from the sponsors from this podcast. Honestly, it's like all changed my life cumulatively. But <laughs> this one is cosmetics. The mascara is called cosmetics. And instead of having to take it off, you just kind of like pull it off. It like comes right off in the shower, like in clumps. It's weird, but now it never smudges and it lasts so long. Now I sound like an ad. If they're not even a sponsor no. now. They were a sponsor like months ago. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a total addict and I feel like it makes me look so much younger and like, 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 do, do, do. Now I look like 10 years younger, which I don't. Wow. <laughs> but it's all about the feeling. That's it's all about the feeling. Yes. We're all paying for it. Yeah. I mean, that sounds great. I, I feel like it'd be really therapeutic to to peel it off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, often I just like leave it. But in the movies, I would always be like, who wears mascara? Who wakes up with mascara looking like that? Like that's impossible, you know? But now I wake up looking like that because the mascara just kind of like stays on. <laughs> Not that it matters. But uh, yeah, sometimes if I like don't have time for a shower, I should not even be saying this, but like, I'm like, well, my mascara is still on. My hair looks good enough because I've only slept like four hours. I'm just going to go on and <laughs> start another day. That's amazing. You look so well rested and put together. <laughs> I would never guess that's ever your life. <laughs> yeah. It turns out like I don't show when I'm like my face doesn't show how tired I am on my face. Who knew this would be a huge thing, but it's become huge. <laughs> yeah, anyway, really lucky. Are you working on another book? I am. How yes. is that going? <laughs> rough. <laughs> I feel like my second draft is due this week, actually. So oh. the fact that I am not sure is, <laughs> is interesting, but it's, it was fun. I had such imposter syndrome after the book deal that I was like immediately needed to prove that I could do it again. So I just wrote this really wacky, you know, first draft and sent it in in November, I think after, you know, like it was like six months and then I sent it in and yeah, now when I read the first draft, I'm like, this is a total mess. <laughs> but first draft, that is what a first draft is supposed to be. Yes. That is what I'm learning. That's the point of a first draft or even a first novel in some cases, but yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I am working on the second book and it's, it's fun. Yeah to work on something. You just finished blank, maybe? I did. Yes. Thank you for knowing that. Yes. But I'm about to get on a call with my own editor to have her destroy my perception that it's actually done. So oh, no. I'm sure. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> but it yeah, I'm working be. on it. I'm working on it. But Yeah. We're both working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I look forward to reading blank. I love the title. Thanks. I look forward to reading your next one. <laughs> it's it's entertaining. It's like really light and I don't know. I just had fun with it. I'm like, you know, That's it's not, not going to win the National Book Award. Let me put it that way. It's like very light, <laughs> but it's fine. I But that's often the kind of thing I crave and need. And I feel like you can tell when when an author had a lot of fun writing and it's the joy kind of transmutes, you know, it's, it's nice. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, congratulations on natural beauty. So exciting. So and maybe I'll see you in the store soon. That would be fun. It sounds great. I'd love to be there. Okay. I'll let you know. Okay. Let me know. Thank All you right. so much for having me on. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. All right. Have a great day. You too. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 